the volume. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's safe and secure, but I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that, and you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, and, you know... The convenience of it, you know, that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of games, whether it's live betting, whether it's betting before the games, you know, the spread, are you taking the overs, the unders? They make it unbelievably easy to use. And the boosts, the odds, the specials that they run uh, are unbelievable. You get risk-free bets and same-game parlays. You get enhanced odd markets and a ton more. It's just a win-win for everybody. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with the promo code JBOY. That's J-B-O-Y. Let them know that I sent you. 21 and older and present in Arizona. Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. 
Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. Thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. It's Monday Fun Day, and we are back Arnold Schwarzenegger style. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, crazy weekend. We're going to recap everything. Got a great show for you today, but shout out to the Booster Club, the greatest grassroots movement since the French Renaissance, a revolution, whatever they did in France like nine times. They discovered how to write poetry and sculpt. I don't know what else went down and wear a lot of funny-looking robes. But at the end of the day, we appreciate you, the Booster Club. Make sure you get your questions in there. Make sure you subscribe. Turn the notifications on. Remember, Super Chat questions get asked first. That's just the nature of the business, people. But I'm going to go through the rundown of today's show. Going to start off with the monologue. I want to talk about Bo Nix going to Oregon, a guy we've had on the show a ton. Is it a good fit? Uh, Wes Blankenship's going to join us uh, to talk a little playoff. Georgia. Would Georgia rather go through Bama to win the Natty than anybody else? I think it's a great question. Uh, and then we're going to talk about AM again signing six five stars. It wasn't good enough what they did on signing day. They added some more whipped cream to the ice cream uh, or Cool Whip, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about that. Then James Crepea, uh, Crepea, that, let me make sure I say that right, from the Oregonians going to join us. Talk about the Dan Lanning hire. Talk a little bit about Nick's, Bo Nix as well. And of course, your questions. And in live time right now, y'all know we're throwing out bets and we've been really hot. Tulsa, Old Dominion, 7-7 right now. I've got ODU plus 8.5. Cone's got the ODU TTP over over 22.5. And And Blaine's got the over 54.5. You can see him. It's a great start. ODU ran the opening kickback. Hey, Noah Rice, make a field goal, buddy. That's all i got to say about that. Uh, And at the end of the day, we're going to keep following that, keep tracking that. But I've got to start with this Bo Nix situation. A lot of people were surprised. Really including myself a little bit, but you see the connection with Kenny Dillingham, and I make this point with James later. The first time that Bo Nix will have the same offensive coordinator in multiple years is the first year he transfers from Auburn. That's nuts. That just goes to show you how really crazy and what a microcosm the Bo Nix experience has been at Auburn. You've had ups and downs, not a lot of consistently from a coaching standpoint as well, but he's going to get Kenny Dillingham, a guy that, that he's used to. I think it's you know going to be a really good fit. At the end of the day, I think it's a good fit. You know, when you're looking, if you're a guy like Bo Nix, Right, and you got to take yourself out of your own shoes. Take your your fat your your fan hat off. Yeah. If you're Bo Nix and you're trying to transfer, number one, you're looking at a place that has a lot of cachet, a place that you can win a national championship at, or be in a position to win a national championship. Oregon checks that box. Number two, the fit scheme wise. Kenny Dillingham, you already know what flavor ice cream you're getting. So it's not going to be some huge shocker, especially with Dan Lanning being a defensive guy as the head coach. You know it's going to be Kenny Dillingham's offense. Yep. So you know what you're getting into. The terminology probably won't be that different, which makes it easier. And then you're getting outside of the SEC. There was a lot of talk about Bo Nix to Ole Miss, Bo Nix here, Bo Nix there, Bo Nix to LSU, A&M, all this stuff. And he's taken himself out of what would be a boilerplate situation. Because if you think there's, there was hate for him now, imagine if you went to an SEC opponent and an SEC West opponent. So you're taking yourself out of that as well. And then you look at the schedule next year. Do you have a chance, even though it's in the Pac-12, we know it's not the greatest conference ever, to make a statement with who they play next year? Guess who you got week one? Them dogs. Georgia. The smoke. Georgia. You get another shot in them. So all in all, I think it's a great fit for Bo Nix. I think it's a great fit. Yeah. And I, you don't sign tra- – and they have three young guys. The Ty Thompson guy mm-hmm. is a the guy they've been grooming, you know, most highly rated quarterback they've ever signed. But Bo Nix has the one attribute or intangible that you can't coach, that Experience. you can't teach. Experience. 30-something starts. 
you're not going to find a lot of guys. And look, Bo Nix is a good player. Like again, has he? Has he? Did he win a championship? No. Has he been a top three quarterback in the country? No. But he's a guy with experience that's going to understand the offense. That's not going to be overtaken by the moment. And he may look like a like a hundred percent witch in the Pac-12. Yeah. You're going from the SEC, which, and I know the Pac-12 has some good players on defense. Emphasis on the word some. You're going from a place in the SEC where it is, no pun intended, dog eat dog. You are facing legitimate NFL uh, front sevens pretty much every time you're going out. If you, There's at least a couple guys. In the Pac-12, Bo Nix's scrambling ability I think will take another turn. He'll be able to outrun people, extend the play even more. And you know Dillingham's going to take more shots than a Little John video. So uh, at the end of the day, I love the fit with Bo Nix there. I think he made a good decision. I thought it was smart for both parties to part ways at Auburn and kind of turn the next chapter. And he's turning it at a place that's not in the SEC, a place that you can win a national championship with an offense you're familiar with, and you get a ton of Nike stuff. So at the end of the yeah, day, that's true. at the end of the day, I can't look at this move and say this is a bad fit for Bo Nix. What do y'all think? Um, no, I think sometimes – in a story to find out the end, you have to go back to the beginning, Ooh. right? And, and, and you go back to the okay. beginning. What was Bo Nix's really first big win? Against Oregon. Against, Against Oregon. Oregon in 2019. That's a 9-4 Auburn beating a 12-2 Oregon. And you remember that? That was Seth Williams in the corner of the end zone. Last second. Yeah, last second. It was just beautiful. And, and you look at this, right? And Ty Thompson, you're getting a guy with Bo Nix an experience. And you look at Oregon this year. What was Oregon missing this year? A quarterback. I yeah, know, Anthony, Anthony Brown, Brown was okay. Kill, but he's not an elite passer. Bo Nix is somewhat of an elite passer. I believe that had the 86 best passing offense in Oregon, and that's not going to get it done if you want to get over the hump. Yeah. Right? And you look at Bo Nix at Auburn. What did Bo Nix never really have? An offensive line. Mm-hmm. Every year at Auburn, Auburn's offensive line was above average at best. You slow down the speed going to the Pac-12. You don't have a, you're not losing a lot of guys up front for Oregon. So if you're Bo Nix and you're Auburn, you're Auburn. You get the family stuff out of there. It's it, it's a it's a new year. It's a new look. In Oregon, you get experienced quarterback. You get a brand new head coach. You get slower it, defenses, and you get a better fit. On. Give them the your same. prediction. You gave me a prediction earlier for Bo Nix at Oregon next year. Oh, give, yeah. give them. Come on. I believe. I believe. All right, Bo Nix will be in one of the Heisman finalists next year. You think he'll go to New York? He was yeah. singing that wow. song before you got here, man. I do. You're going to get blasted. That's that, fine. But you never know. But, but look, you never know in that situation. Now I want to make another point. You have to look at the overall, even though Dan Lanning, you know, is a defensive guy, is the head coach, the style of play you would think mm-hmm. would mirror the guy that he learned from. Who was yes. that? Kirby Smart. Who yeah. learned from who? Nick Saban, who has evolved a little bit offensively. But I don't know if we'll see Oregon being a, let's just go empty and throw it around and do the, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the, the normal alternative style uh, offense yeah. that we've seen from Oregon, even though Mario was more traditional, but they yeah. had some wrinkles. I'm very interested to see, because I know Dan is going to give uh, 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 Willingham, uh, excuse me, Dillingham. That's hard for me to say for some reason. Dan's going to give Dillingham a lot a lot of space to do what he wants, but at the end of the day, it has to fit in the style of play that Dan sure. Lanning wants. And if you're a defensive guy, you haven't pigeonholed yourself into that, but I would not be surprised if you saw Oregon turn into an under center, play action team, 12 personnel, running the G toss, yeah. running a lot of gap scheme, and then on third down and passing, and, and may, you maybe get some alternative stuff uh, a little bit. But again, Bo Nix has a high ceiling. We have seen really good Bo Nix. And you know what? Sometimes what you need 
to quote the Febreze brothers, fresh start, fresh start, man. Yeah, it's a fresh start up in here. I mean, look, I was still surprised to see him leave. Right, I, I thought that he would stay at Auburn unless he could go to the National Football League. Right, unless he could be mm-hmm. a, a, a draft. Which isn't pick. a crazy thought. Yeah, I just thought if he's having to choose between the NFL and Auburn, and he's had the frustrations with Auburn, you could say like, okay, I, I know I'll be a fifth or sixth round pick or something, but I'm still going to go to the league. Well, looked like that wasn't going to happen. So now he's deciding between other schools mm-hmm. or the school where his dad played quarterback. He played quarterback. I was shocked that he left, but once it came out that he was going to leave, I thought he might stick closer to home, something like a Florida State, right? Yeah. Maybe even yeah. like a Clemson or something, you mm-hmm. know. To go this far away from home, I was surprised, but then I looked at it. I looked at the picture that he put up with the Nike check mark, and it, he looked. I was like, man, Dude, this a is a fit. good fit. It's a good fit, and you know, I wonder, because I always go back and I, I like to kind of look at the, the details. When he put that do not contact in the transfer mm-hmm. portal, yeah. How long do you think he knew he was going to Oregon? Uh, that's a good question. That's what I want to know. Because it's not like Kenny Dillingham called him yesterday and was like, hey, you want to come to Oregon? Sure. Yeah. Surprise. You have a scholarship at Oregon, whatever. I think this has been in the works, honestly. I just wonder how long. Uh, we're going to try and get Bo Nix on here this week, maybe next mm-hmm. week. Obviously, you go to a new school, new compliance department, having to go through new people. Uh, but we're going to try and get Bo on. He's been a fantastic guest all week. Blaine, what is the Booster Club saying? Then yeah. I want to get to Keaton Slovis for a second. Oh, we got a question here from Spicy Penguin. Hashtag Ask Jay That's one Spicy Penguin. It's, it is. How does going to a team with a first-time head coach and a first-time play caller give you the best chance for success? Says he wants to go uh, where? All the pieces are in place. How? Well, uh, again, I, I think it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yes, is Dan Lanning a guy that hasn't had you know any head coaching experience, but he's not coming from Bishop Sycamore. Like He's got the blueprint. Once you have the blueprint, you know how to build the house. It's just how good are you at building the house? And he's seen and he understands it. So we got to give as much as you were going to say, oh, well, Dan Lanning doesn't have any head coaching experience. He's called the plays for that defense. I know it's Kirby's defense at the end of the day, but Dan is calling the plays. Yeah. So it's not like he just sat there the whole time and was like, hey, uh, let's just cover two. That cool? Whatever. What, and just sat there while Kirby did his thing? No. He was involved as anybody was. So, so you know he's got that side of the ball. But I think he's also smart enough to not micromanage the other side. But we've got to see that. But, again, Brian Harson's at Auburn his first year just went 6-6. Six and six. How stable is that going to be if you do it again the next year? And I know Bo only has one year, but if we're going to talk about stability, Brian Harson hadn't exactly dug himself into the Auburn job mm-hmm. for the next 10 years. Then yeah. you look at the, at the play calling of Dillingham, and you say, oh, well, he hasn't. Number one, we – and, again, win the water cooler, right? We want our fan base to be as smart as possible. It's not that Kenny Dillingham has never called a play before. That's not how it works, where one guy only calls all the plays, nothing else happens, whatever, whatever. That's, I promise you, I've been on the headset. I know how it goes. They bounce it off each other. He may have called a couple series in games. He, they may go, hey, Kenny, what do you think here? What do you like here? This, that, and the other. So it's not like he's never called a play before and he's just going to go out there and have no idea what the hell he's doing. I guarantee you he's called a lot more plays than anybody thinks because that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. Even head coach play callers will be like, hey, you know, what do you like here? Because if I'm an OC and I can't give my input or say, coach, I like this, can we run this? Why the hell am I going to be the guy that at the end of the day has to take the brunt for how the offense exactly. goes? I'm not doing that. Kenny Dillingham is not doing that. Mm-hmm. And Dan Lanning wouldn't just hire an average Joe Schmo to try and go there and play the call, call the plays in his first head coaching venture. That's a huge hire for him. And it's not like he was like, Kenny, you ever called plays? And Kenny was like, nope, never done it. All right, come on. Hey, we'll just try it. That's not how this works. It's not that black and white. It's a great question. No. Uh, and I want to get to Keaton Slovis in a minute, Blaine, but give me another one. Yeah, I got a question here from Kyle Kennedy. What's up, Kyle? Yeah. And he says, how important is it for Dan Lanning to now have an experienced quarterback who can learn an offense quickly and be a veteran leader on an offense for a first-year head coach? Huge. I'll put it to you this way. You're starting a business. You have to hire salesmen. 
It's the first time you've ever been in charge of a business and you bring over a salesman with 15 years experience at the highest level to be the guy that helps you orchestrate one big wing of what you're doing that would be the offense. Experience, experience, experience. This makes the transition, in my opinion, because Bo Nix is going there to start. Let's not make it. He didn't go there to fight for the job. Uh, Not that he won't or or that there won't be a competition because I don't think Dan Lenny is going to come out and say, hey, Bo Nix, you're the guy. Sorry, everybody else, whatever, whatever. I'll be the backup. So whenever you can bring in a guy that in that field and the opposite field of what you're doing, Dan Lanning's the defensive yep. guy, and you have a new play caller per se, that makes it easier for not only Dan Lanning, but Dillingham. It makes it a whole hell of a lot easier when you have a brand new race car and you put a driver in there that's driven uh, in NASCAR for 10 years. It's humongous. One more, Blaine. All right, we got a $5 donation from Shacker Jack. Shacker Jack. Says Merry, Jack. says Merry Christmas, boys. Hey, Merry, Merry Christmas, bro. question behind that. All right, we're going to jump down to uh, Caleb Clemens with a okay. questionnaire hashtag AskJBoy. How long before Dane Landing lands a, a Patrick Chung type? Maybe a big player on defense. I, it's not going to take long. Look, this guy's recruiting. I mean, Kirby, to me, is obviously one of the best recruiters in the country. Dan Lanning, who's been a Frank Broyles Award semifinalist yeah. multiple times, has been, a ve- has been very instrumental in bringing some big-time players to Georgia. But what he gives you, Oregon, is a pipeline in the South. Mm-hmm. He can go back in those high schools and they're like, Dan, congrats, Dan. Here, let me, let me give you our prospect sheet. Here, here's who we got for 2023. And you, they can vouch for you. They can say, listen, I know, Mom and Daddy, you're from Troop County. Eugene's a long way away, but this guy, we've known this guy. He's recruited this school for five years, and he's always done our kids right. You would not be wrong by sending your kid with him. We yeah. will vouch for him. So it's giving you a pipe. Oregon will always be able to recruit the Northwest, the West, even the Midwest, but now having another pipeline in the SEC, a trusted guy mm-hmm. that knows where the talent is, that's another thing because it's about structure, right? Why do you think Brian Harson hired Mike Bobo and Derek Mason, not just for acumen, but they knew where to go where Auburn could get guys? Yeah. Dan Lanning will know in the Southeast because, again, that's where the best players are. Hate to break it to mm-hmm. you. That's where the best players are. And yeah. the Oregon fans that are mad about saying, oh, well, now we got to go to the SEC to get a guy, I bet you won't be mad when you're winning. And this is where How about that, you just shut up and win? This is How about where that, that Nike connection comes in huge because you'll get kids, right, yep. who don't know or don't care where Oregon is on a map. You'll get them to leave the Southeast to go play for Oregon because they'll say, I know that as the Nike school. I know that as the school who wears all the different They uniforms. know who Oregon is. Everybody knows who then, Oregon and is. They, and they put in enough equity the last 10 years by playing in a national championship against uh, Auburn, right, by being on the center stage, mm-hmm. by really running that, that conference out there with a, a down USC team. They put in the equity. They put in the work where it's like hey or we're a brand name now we can get kids yes. to leave the southeast to come all the way you can up here. build the machine at oregon for sure we always talk about building the machine right saban's built and the now machine. you put Kirby's an emphasis on defense you put but an emphasis on defense look where we're, guys look where we're going a little bit in college as a defensive guy sign me up for it oklahoma hires brent venables oregon you, hires dan Lanning. Guy, somebody knows everybody is trying to go the route of finding the next nick saban mm-hmm and they Bill are. Belichick. They and look, are. Look, yep. There's nothing hotter than a protege. Oh, for, there's for sure. nothing. Well, and that's why I go back to the Levy thing going to Oklahoma, man. That's why I was like, just stay a little bit longer, bro. You'll get your shot. You're making a lateral move. Look at Dan Lanning. I don't think it's a lateral move. Know. But you got to remember, Levy, Levy played at Oklahoma. That, yeah. I understand that, but still, you see, 
right? If you do, but but with sit the, behind but, it, you will get that job here's sooner the, or later. Here's the thing with Lebby Blaine. Here's what I'm saying. Whenever you work for an offensive hit, it's mm-hmm. like being it's like Dan at, at Georgia. They'll give Dan a ton of credit for the mm-hmm. defense, but it always goes back to who? Kirby Smart. You will always be looked at as the guy. There's even guys yeah. making excuses now. Well, well, it was Kirby's defense. Yeah. This, that, and the other. He. Dan was calling the plays, but at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin is one of the most offensive known minds in the world. Not in just college football, on the planet. The first thing you think of when I say Lane Kiffin is what? Offense. Yep. Quarterback. So if you're Jeff Levy there, who was huge in calling the plays, huge in designing the game plan, you're not going to get yeah. the amount of credit or your name's not going to be as hot as it normally is if you stay there. Now you go to yeah. Oklahoma, where Brent Venables is going to coach the defense. Very similar to yeah. Oregon. Dan Lanning will handle the defense. He's obviously the head coach. He'll overlook all of it. But now Jeff is going to do what Jeff wants to do. And if Oklahoma balls on offense, which I bet they do with Jeff there, there's no, oh, well, Lane Kiffin's there, and this is why, this, that, and the other. There there is none of that. It's Jeff Levy's offense. When you're a coordinator who shares the same skill set as the head coach, there's a lot more downside because if it goes poorly, the fans think it was your fault, regardless of of who called Mm -hmm. the plays. But if it goes well, the people who could potentially hire you, the other coaches and the other ODs, know if the head coach was calling the plays or not. Right. So it's a little bit of a downside, whereas now with Venables at Oklahoma, you know whose offense is going to be. Oh, for sure. It's going to be Jeff Lebby's. Blaine, what's up? Oh, no, nothing. I was reading this uh, thing from Cool Breeze. Had a little comment here. And you're good? You're good on your side? My thing cut out for a little bit. You're straight? Oh, good. Is it yeah. good? No, you're good. Okay, we had a question here from Eric, if you want it. Yeah, of course. All right, yeah. Eric's hot to hashtag AskJabo. Has Oregon upgraded its staff and maybe recruiting versus when Mario was there? We're, look, we're going to have to see because Mario is one of the best recruiters in the country, in my opinion. I mean, you look at what he's already done at Miami. They got Jaleel Skinner They got Jaleel Skinner from Bama to, to be able to switch. Uh, they've gotten an offensive lineman. Mario's an upper echelon recruiter, I'm telling you. So to be able to compare – you're. And we've got to give Dan time. So to make that comparison right now as a head coach is unfair because Dan is a blank slate. Now, if I had to project it, Oregon will be fine in recruiting. Oregon will finish top 10 in recruiting. What I'm interested to see is these big-time defensive guys that Oregon gets now, which will do nothing but bolster recruiting. But speaking about bolstering, we're going to get it back to the Booster Club. West Blankenship, you want to go ahead and bring him in? Let's do it. Let's bring in West Blankenship. We're talking Georgia, the new era of college football. I love asking this question. Is it good or bad for college football? West Blankenship from the outsider joins us. All right, really admired this guy from afar for a while. Does an excellent job at the Outsider, theoutsider.com. Uh, you can see him. Has one of the best Matthew McConaughey impressions I've ever seen as well. That's Mr. Wes Blankenship. Wes, what's up, man? Man, it's good to be with you, Jay Boy. It's been, uh, it's been a minute uh, since we've initially made contact about an appearance, so I'm glad we can make it happen. Definitely, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man. And, and Wes, you know, like me, you love college football. You're a lover of the game. Everybody has their team, this, that, and the other. But but I find this question and the answers to it uh, pretty informative and pretty interesting. With the new era of college football, because that's what we have to call it. I mean, this isn't your granddaddy's, you know, junction boys out here. How do you feel about the transfer portal, NIL, and the way the game is going, playoff expansion and all that? Are you a fan of it? Are you kind of worried about it taking the purity ring out of it? Or kind of uh, what do you think? Yeah, uh, college football lost the promise ring, huh? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think it's, uh, it's just one of those things where I'm going to sit and trust how it develops and weird, and we'll see. I mean, I, I think the thing about college football is that so much changed uh, this past summer, mm-hmm. and it's continuing to change this this season, right? Um, talk of the playoff expansion also looming. Um, the news of 
Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, uh, NIL, transfer portal. College football is just facing a lot of new things at one time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it seems like such a crisis, if you want to call it that. But we'll see. Um, I think the Travis Hunter to Jackson State uh, development last week is one of those things that maybe NIL wasn't designed to facilitate something like that. Um, and I'm not hating on them. I'm not saying that that was a bad thing. Uh, look, I love Travis Hunter. He played at the place where I played football in high school, just uh, mm-hmm. nowhere near the level of what he does, obviously. <laughs> but I'm pulling for him. I just think it's uh, I think it's new. I think it's, I think it's yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you know, they, they need him now, obviously, the way Jackson State got spanked by South Carolina State. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming when Dion was, you know, rolling dirty on the, you know, whatever moped tricycle-type apparatus that was, three-wheeler, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Wes, you know, obviously, you being a dog fan, I, it, the beautiful mur- mural behind you, it's it's uh, very, very poignant, by the way. Yeah, you like selection. That? I do. I want to know. This you're is at in, the, uh, that the is beautiful. Nice. See, that's pu- that's purity, right? You want to talk about purity rings? Promise. That's purity right there. That's a microcosm of college football right in front of your face. Uh, but Wes, I need to know because I know you're a guy. You have I love your reactions to things. What was your initial reaction after the Georgia loss to Alabama? What was your initial one? First thought. Um, it was what Nick Saban said in his press conference. Um, it was hindsight of seeing Georgia be the bell of the ball all week. And yep. Me- yep pretty much have a feeling going in that wasn't going to bode well for the dogs and uh, it didn't surprise me one bit that things played out that way obviously there's a lot more to it than uh, the yummy rat poison that Saban mentioned um, but I think there was just some I don't know some some uh, short-sightedness prisoner of the moment type of stuff going on to say that uh, Bama wasn't going to have a shot against Georgia so now the slate is clean for everybody and I can't wait to see what happens in the playoff and and look I mean I think Georgia's going to come back pissed off uh you know I think we're going to see a rematch there when you look at the Michigan matchup Wes how do you feel about it I've talked about this at nauseum on the show it looks like very similar identities I just think Georgia has a few more playmakers at the skill position I think that's what it will come down to is the fact that Georgia has recruited better over the last several mm-hmm. seasons um, it seems like an equalizer uh, or seems like the difference maker when you look at teams that are evenly matched, so to speak, on paper, scheme-wise, what have you. Um, but speaking of being a prisoner of the moment, I mean, seeing Aiden Hutchinson in New York uh, alongside Bryce Young and seeing those as two guys that Georgia could end up playing again, one of them they already have played against, I can't help but wonder how the dogs are going to handle him, corral him, and, and and what's it going to look like when Stetson Bennett has to, you know, shimmy out of pressure from that dude. It, it, it's, it seems like something that Georgia should be able to overcome when you mentioned the, the talent, the personnel, like you said. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I do think the dogs were exposed somewhat uh, against Alabama, but Michigan is a much different type of team. But they are dangerous. They are deadly. And I think they've, top to bottom, proven themselves against better competition than Georgia has to this point, too. 
Yeah, it's going to be a heck of it. It's going to be physical as hell. I do know that. I'm going to be watching the line of scrimmage the whole game because that's going to be a war, absolutely, for four quarters. Wes, a couple more. We're here with Wes Blankenship. Uh, the name needs no introduction, but obviously the outsider, the outsider.com. Uh, one of the VIPs at a Marty party I heard as well, which is pretty, pretty high praise. And it's like going to meet the Pope. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, Wes, something that I love asking Georgia fans, and I'm going to get off the Georgia questions and throw you a couple more just about the, the in general of college football. Would it feel, and, and maybe this is a stupid question, because Georgia fans want the natty. I get it. That's the whole goal. But don't you want to beat Bama? For, like, would they rather go through Bama to win it, to go ahead and fulfill the prophecy? Or will it be kind of a, not not a, a, a mute celebration the if they win it? I know it's going to be a party. The master, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Master Splinter fights Donatello, the matchup we never saw coming. Yeah. I don't know. I would take whatever. I, I don't care if they beat Cincinnati. You know, I think there are a lot of people that would be stubborn about that. And, you know, Georgia fans would be scared and say, man, we'd never live it down. You know, if that's who we had to beat. Mm. I don't care, man. That trophy is the same no matter who you beat. Um, I am not of that ilk. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Kirby beat uh, 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 to beat Saban. Um, I just don't think you have to pigeonhole yourself, man. Take that natty. Yeah. That's, my, yeah. that's my stance on it. Yeah, it's, listen, if the ball can bounce on the rim nine times, if it goes in, it counts like a swish. So, uh, you know, Wes, yeah. last question for you. I'm going to get off the Georgia questions. This is one I've asked a lot. Does Cincinnati have a shot versus Bama? Wes Blankenship, the floor is yours. The only way that they do is just based on the fact that they have so much experience. Um, in college sports, we started the conversation wondering – you know, is this bad for college football, these changes that are going on? The great equalizer in a lot of these games um, that seem like mismatches on paper is the experience. And Cincinnati does have that checkbox, you know, the old school newspaper checkbox, offense, defense, special teams, coaching. If there was one for experience, guys that have played more college ball uh, than, than Bama's players have, I think the Bearcats have that. So if they do have a chance, that is where they have the chance, the great intangible of experience. The unteachable attribute, experience. You just have to experience it. It's like eating Pringles. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. But, Wes, that's a free free ad for Pringles there. Pringles, hit me up. Anyways, Wes, appreciate you, brother. Great stuff. Everyone needs to check him out. The Outsider, Outsider.com does a hell of a job over there. A man of many talents. Wes, we got to do this again soon, man, maybe after a uh, na- yeah. national championship appearance. Yeah, we'll see. One game at a time. One game at a time. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. It. All right, Wes. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy that Waffle House. Get an all-star special for me. <laughs> you got it, man. All right, brother. See ya. Man, that all-star special sounds pretty it's good. So, oh, God. It's the best, something. man. That's the move. It's the best. Ha- hashtag the move. God. All right, Blaine, I'm going to get to Boost Club okay. in a second, but I, I I do have to give another shout-out, and I know we've talked about the recruiting class for A&M a decent amount, but signing day was great for them. Post-signing day was fantastic for them. They finished with the number one class. I'm going off on three with six five-stars. Mm. So the question is, what number of wins next year should we be expecting out of a coach that's getting paid yep. half the vault in Texas and just signed the number one class ahead of Alabama and Georgia? You got to win at least 10 games. Can't go under double Look, digits. You got to win 10. You, got, you have A&M's to win 10. The king of eight and four. Well, let, let, 
You'll get G-Off look, I'm bad, not, though. I'm not, I'm not. Blaine's, look, Blaine's taking shots no, at A&M look, and says Bo Nix going to be a Heisman finalist. This is the participation awards. Great to, recruiting to, class. <laughs> great job, guys. We're going to have to redact the, you have to earn the script it of this. around here. You have to earn it. Same thing with Georgia. You have to earn it. You have to win it. Getting the players yes. is great. He's Congratulations. Not I'm not saying you're He's wrong. Congratulations. Wrong. But, I mean, they went 11-1 and one two years ago. Okay, well, do Correct. you understand the, the question, question yes, that I I'm asking? The question. Did, did I ever say answer. they were going to win 10 games? No, I'm not I'm not blaming you. I don't know. I feel are like you are. You answer his, answer his question. Answer my how question. Many, how many, what, what's, the, what's the win total that's acceptable? It's A&M. It's 8-4. and four. No, <laughs> this dude can't comprehend. They're going to accept it. They're going to accept it. No, they're it. not going to accept it. Do you think they'd accept eight and four? They're used You're to it. You're out of your mind. It's happened You're so much. You're out of your it's mind. So much at this point. They got to win ten it. next year. I'm telling so, you right now. Yeah, our well, people are going to be for pissed. Sure. I'm talking about the fans. For sure, they're going to be pissed. But I, I, I'm, so I'm you think they'd be you. fine with eight wins? Well, he won't get fired over eight wins. No, that's, I'm not saying so. That's a good question, though. What What are we saying? Are we saying? Listen, what I'm saying is, look. Yeah, they'll be mad, but what are they going to do? Look, here's what's going to happen. In my opinion. A&M, if they win eight games next year, mm-hmm. the heat's going to start getting turned up on Jimbo. Okay. And what do I mean by heat? Yeah, what Not that, that mean? they're going to fire him. People are going – because everybody right now loves Jimbo. He's virtually loved by A&M fans. Am I wrong? We have a ton of A&M fans in the chat. But, but you've given them hope. You've seen it. They've seen it. They've watched you sign the number one class. They watched you beat Bam on the field last year. There's no excuses for less than 10 wins. I don't care what the schedule is. So you either win 10 or people are going to be pissed off. What level of pissed off? DEFCON 1. You win eight or nine games the next year after signing a big-time class? DEFCON 2. And then you're going to see. And, and some people say maybe that's unfair. Not when you're making that type of money. Not when you're signing these type of guys, especially up front. Because what you'll end up hearing is if they win eight games next year and Kirby and them don't win it this year, they will start lumping George and A&M into the same thing. They will start lumping Jimbo, even though Jimbo beat Saban this year. They will start lumping them into the same thing. So to me, if, I, if I'm an A&M fan, y'all got to win 10. I don't care what the schedule says. How long until what, they players win, the win West? Games. How long until they win the West? I think, that, look, the quarterback plays huge. That's what it's going to come down to. Is Haynes King the real deal? Guess what? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. This all hinges on Haynes King, and then you get Max Johnson coming in. Mm-hmm. So I think what Jimbo is saying is, number one, you always want quarterback depth. I get it. But they got to win now. Like, this isn't a, guys, two or three years from now, you know, when I come back and y'all are paying me $12 million a year, mm-hmm. eventually when you put all your eggs yeah. in that one basket, you got to get something to hatch from that basket. And that's a – look, they could make it to the SEC championship game next year and lose, and I think A&M fans will be like, you know what, that's fine. That's fine. But you got to win the West. Yep. Like you have got to. To me, yeah. it is now. It's it's natty or bust. Honestly, yeah. or championship or bust. Now they could win an SEC championship, losing the playoff. Everybody in A and M, in my opinion, would still okay. be thrilled. Sure, that's fine. Because guess yeah, what? You broke that, that other barrier. Yeah. They still have not broken that barrier for the postseason, whether it be an SEC championship game or making the playoff. Now you think, all right, if it expands to twelve. You would really think A&M would have a great shot to do it. So, to me, anything less than 10 is unacceptable. What is it, what's the Booster Club saying? I know we got A&M fans in there. What are they saying? What's an acceptable number? Well, Mike and M want a hashtag ask Jay Boy has a question. Is there any reason that we cannot, from this day, Ford refer to Texas A&M as Texas 8-4? and four? Oh, boy, you really got them stirred up. Wow. No, we're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not going to do that because didn't they just win 11 games two years ago? Uh, two didn't years they go ago? eleven and one? Yeah, because they didn't win eleven this year. 
Wait, in 2020, you talking about the COVID year? Yeah, I don't care if it was with Spider-Man. The they COVID went 11 year? and one. Yes, so if you the lost only the game, it was seven and one. Was it seven and one? Uh, I mean, look, everything is up. Everything is up for everything's up for a fact check. But I think it was Spider-Man. Dual threat quarterback does a great job, especially when he plays in cities. Like he plays at Georgia Tech, you know, he kills them. It wasn't a full season. But look, I mean, is is are they saying is it ten or bust? I know Jeff and them have to have to think something. To my G off, G off, G off, Hef. It was nine and one. It, it was, was nine, nine and one. one. Oh, it was nine, nine and one. one. You gave him too much. I gave him too few. You well, know, but yeah, I mean, look, it ain't eight and four. Me in the middle. It's not eight and four. I sure. kind of. I have a question. Excuse me, Booster Club, for a second. I have a question. I come to know. Will Max Johnson be the guy that gets him over the hump? Is that the difference? Maybe. Is Max Johnson? Because we look I'm at. I'm telling you right now. I think Max Johnson he wins the job. Y'all remember man. the A and M days? Y'all remember the A and M days? What was stopping A and M was defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was defense. Flip they the couldn't script. play defense, and we look at it now, and it's the complete opposite. You know it. If you can't win it with Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans, dog, I don't know if it's a complete opposite. No, yeah, Jimbo yeah. can still call offense. Yeah, no, but but look, to me, we're talking about Max Johnson and Haynes King. I'm telling you right now, you give me money to put on it, I'm putting it on Max Johnson yeah. for sure. Wow, yeah. Haynes, I'm not 100% sold on Haynes King. The only Haynes that I'm sold on is the underwear company because they do a good job. <laughs> They're the king of Haynes. I have to see Haynes King be the king, and I haven't yet. The fact, I've the seen fact Max Johnson Max would even ball. go there. The yeah. fact he would even yeah. go there lets yeah. you know, hey, I'm ready. Let's not. People say, oh, his little brother went there. Come on, if dog. You're A&M, He's if ready. you're A&M, Come on, man. If you're AM, are you worried? Because if I'm not mistaken, they just lost their offensive line coach, correct? They did. But look, they've recruited so well to me. I mean, and I know you lost Elko and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you have the players. And Jimbo knows how to hire guys. Mm-hmm. So you've got the recipe. You've got it. What else are they saying, Blaine? All right, we got a question here from Noah Sherman. And, Jeff, I missed your question earlier, so go ahead and ask it. This is your time to ask it. It's a beautiful time. we got a question here from Noah Sherman. All right, how? Hashtag Ask Boy. Which program has done the least with the most? Texas A&M or University of Georgia? Well, I think Georgia because they've, they've been there. You've had the opportunity. A&M really hasn't even had the opportunity. When's the last championship game that A&M played for? I'll hang up and listen. Georgia's been there. Georgia's been there. They they were a series away from winning it. So to me, you'd have to say Georgia and Georgia stacked better recruiting classes on each other and, and has had more continuity uh, than A and M has, even with Jimbo being there. So to me, you you have to say Georgia because they've been in the arena. They've stepped in the arena like Gilbert Arenas, and it didn't work out. That was beautiful. All right, <laughs> Thank we you got beautiful. a question. We got a question here from Jeff. Okay, Obviously. here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yes, again. Hashtag Ask Jake. All right, oh, God, 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 God. of course. You're so that guy. He's got to be different. He's got to be different. All right. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe with it's the addition of Denver Harris to the, uh, to the class, Big. is Jake willing to admit what Blaine and David Cohn already knew? If he that, says about the top that five. That is a top okay. five. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know another way to say this other than I told you I didn't put him in there because I forgot <laughs> to keep it a stack, as the kids say. I forgot. He is a top five recruiter. Just look at what he's done at A&M. Now you're stacking this class on class on class on class. So, yes, Jeff, and again, A&M fans, I'm, I want to take this time to apologize. For what? For absolutely <laughs> nothing. I'm just glad Geoff is writing you for a change and not me. Oh, it's I know. The- he was murdering you during the year. He was like, look at Cone in his little book. It was his cute little book. But all right, Jeff, just there you go. Top five in. recruiter. Just keep tuning Top five in, recruiter man. We there. It's, well, we love Jeff, Matthew, the whole group. Yeah, Those the are guy. our boys. A1 since day one. Love you already him. know that. Blaine, what else we got? You're staring way too hard at the, the comp. I'm just rolling through here, man. I mean, it looks, like you're, trying trying to, to it looks like you're trying to figure out a cure well, for something. Well, you know, something. It, it's funny because I – 
you can roll through these questions, uh, and I'm looking at a question right now that's, when will you expect a signing class to actually carry a team to a 10-win season? Then I go that to the, depends. Then I go to the question above, and it said, if you made a football team out of Avengers, who plays in what position? So, you know, I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, a, that's a great one. The first question was, well, it just depends on the recruiting class, because you're signing guys that can play now. Like some of these high school guys that can play now. But th- it hasn't been like you guys haven't recruited. Exactly. Y'all been stacking them. So I give recruits two years, three years. But, but A&M's not in the business right now of taking guys. They have to just close their eyes and hope it works out. You're taking guys that have the size. You're taking guys that have the attributes. And nowadays, more young guys play early than we've ever seen. Ever. Look at Bama. Yeah. Look at Georgia. Shocking. Look across, across the country. So to me, it depends on who you're signing and where you're signing them. And A&M, I expect this class to have a huge impact next year. Mm-hmm. Humongous impact next year. Guys like Walter Nolan. they got to come in and be able to help you. And I think they will. Now, if you are putting together a football team with the Avengers, and I'm looking at it, head coach, Iron Man, has to be. Ooh, receiver? No, I, no. He's the head coach. The dude who's sitting there in front of his board well, and just swipe the away. Jackie like, oh, I, love award. I love that. Maybe put it in the no, Jackie yeah, you could, look, you could put Iron. He could be the player coach. It's the sure. Avengers. All right, to me, when I'm looking at quarterbacks, I need a leader. I need Captain America. Those I need shield? the captain. Yeah, You're throwing the shield. Accurate as hell. We've seen him throw it from different arm slots. He can make all the throws. We know he can run. He can fight if it turns ugly in the middle of the game or in the locker room or you know before you go into the locker room. So Captain America is my quarterback. My slot, pretty simple. Iron Man. Or not Iron Man, Spider-Man. Said him already. Spider-Man. To me, he's a guy that can move. He's mm. versatile. He can swing around and catch ball. His catch radius is crazy. We know he can run. We know he can run. His catch radius is nuts. You know who else I'd have in there? At receiver? Really think about this, guys. Black Widow. She's out there athletic as hell, can climb. We know she can climb the ladder. We've seen good hands. She's caught things, thrown things. She's athletic. She's somebody we could put on the reverse, toss the ball, and let's run yeah. a throwback and find out. But you got to have the Hulk at the end. Well, I think a running back. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you, you got Ant-Man at running back. Who becomes humongous? I love what's happening. The Hulk is already huge, but Ant Man can be unbelievably huge. He just got to make sure he holds on the ball because it's so little. I don't know where you're going to put it. And he can go from big to little really quick. And if he's got to squeeze in that hole in the zone, he can get in there. Doctor Strange at safety. Doctor Strange at safety. You throw the ball. There's a portal. Goes right to our guys. Wow. So when you're looking around, and then again, the question is, who plays Mike? And I've got the answer for you. Voldemort. Was he part of the <laughs> <laughs> Thanos. Got to. Ooh, Run stopper. Not, planet stopper. Avenger, fun but. stopper. Well, you know, he wants to play. Okay? So let's not exclude him, Blaine. You tell Thanos Look, to take so his right ball now, and you go where, I am Marvel sequeled out. Marvel sequeled out. But do you put do you put Thor? Where do you put Thor? He's kind of like Thor's your Taysom Hill. End, Is he? He's, he's throwing end. the hammer. He's a guy you can put in short he's yardage. A tight end. I right. should have carved out more time for a full segment yeah, here. Yeah, sorry. I First did, of all, who question. asked that question? Yeah, who did? Because he I'd just got go he just that. got the most thorough answer. Yeah, he did. I've, I've never even thought about seen. this. But I feel like we'd have a good chance First to win. First of all, that just, that, that's talent. Should we man. do a Marvel that's versus DC congrats team? Congrats to you. Thank you. Now, I, I could get it on that one a little more. Okay. I don't have we'll, any We'll save that reference. for another day, Blaine. What else we got? All right, I put a poll out that everyone oh, needs to know. When the we greatest go ahead and do words. This, right? We're going to price and write it. This is how we do The poll says this. All right. Is Bo Nix a good fit at Oregon? I just think how many Ooh, This is tricky because there's a lot Nicks. of Auburn fans in there, too. 150 so. votes. 150 okay. votes in. Okay. I can't remember who we did first last they time. Said yes. um, they said Tone, yes. They said yes. You got it then. They said yes. High 60s, 
Ooh, I need a like number. Sixty-eight 68% of the booster club wow. said yes, he would be a good fit for the Oregon Ducks. You know what? I'm going to totally flip the script. I'm going to say they said no, wow. 56%. No, 56 Okay, so it is. Uh, so did they Bo, say yes or no? Bo, patience, young one. Hit me. Is Bo Nix a good fit at Oregon? Yes, Shit. 71%. 71%. You were right on it, Tom. 29%. Wow. You were right on it. I tried to play, you know, I tried to play devil's advocate. Hey, that's what makes it great. That is what makes it great. We don't always want to agree with each other. Echo Chambers mm-hmm. will be the death of us all. All right, Blaine, hit me with another Booster Cup question before we get James and the giant peach yes, up in here. Yes, this question is from Jeff Hutton. He's back again. Oh, God. Coming, yes, he's back. And he's coming after David Cohn. Oh. All right. Hashtag Ask Jeff Cone. just needs a spot on the show. Hashtag Ask If it comes down to Bama versus the University of Michigan, do he and his wife talk the week leading up to this? Because if you don't know, give him some background. Give him some background. Okay. Okay. Some background. My wife is an Alabama legacy, daughter Mm -hmm. of Richard Todd. She's, it's in her blood. It's in her blood. The whole family went there. Yep. Right? Uh, I happen to go to a different school. Okay. University of Michigan. Yeah. And they're sitting at one and two. So the conversation in the house right now is it's a win-win. You know, it's, it's a win-win. Oh, so y'all it's a win-win. Adam taking it. Yeah. Adam, Who's Adam rooting for? The word on the street is oh, the say Christmas it. gift under the tree. Say it. I want to hear you say it so Darby can Darby hear it. Darby Lou say ordered him a new Michigan onesie. No, wow, that's love. But you want to know what true love probably, is? That's true love. Probably with an Alabama hat. Is it Amazon? Are you looking at these orders? Don't know. Of, yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Until, they sponsor, the, until they sponsor the program, I wouldn't say either way. Okay. Either way, win-win in the house. And if, if, if Michigan were to play Alabama, that means they did what? In the first round. Beat Georgia. And that we're playing with house money, boys. I okay. thought you're already Let's playing with house money. Today. Yeah, yeah, but we like a little Ohio. bit more. The house yeah. has a lot of money. They extended the, the limits. has a lot marker. of money. You love to Great see it. Great question, Jeff. We're, 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 we're viewing that one as a win-win. All Blaine, right? what else is the Booster Club? All right, we got a $4.99 donation from James Stallings. James never stalling. What a Monday. All right, he says, he says, damn, the recruit signed with Auburn, and he's already part of the Avengers. I believe Auburn signed a recruit that nicknamed himself Thanos. Oh, yeah. So Jeffrey Mba from France was the number one, I think, junior college Juco defensive player. lineman. Yep. Um, who's a, that's what Auburn needs. Yep. Now they go get a couple offensive linemen. You can wrap this one, put it up under the tree, and all the kids are happy. Wow. They both got Hulk hands. Auburn wants Hulk hands. Jeffrey Mba can give you the Hulk hands. All these wide receivers and stuff is great. That's great. But this isn't seven on seven. You need the linemen. Go get a couple linemen from the portal. And like I said, everybody's happy. Santa came down the chimney, ate some of the cookies, and drank some of the milk. That's all you can ask. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love this question right here, and I've been screaming this. You've been screaming it? I've right, got a question a here for question. Dylan B. Hashtag Ask J. Boy. What's Dylan, up, Dylan? Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan. He spits hot he fire. He spits hot fire. All right. Is the transfer portal going to create power teams like in the NBA? Create or curate? Create. Create. Power say, they're going to curate. What's going on? <laughs> some Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, look at what Bama's doing. They're like, we'll take him, 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 and him, and then we'll just sign a bunch of five stars. Like, yes, it will. The question is, what Blaine has brought up, when does somebody pull a LeBron? When does somebody call up six of the best players in the SEC, they're all boys, they all hang out, that are in the same class and say, you know what? Let's all go here and just run shop. We can do it. Legally, you can do it. In conference. Who's going to? It's got to be, but it's got to be like a superstar player. Yeah. It's got to be like a superstar quarterback. or Because you see this in recruiting all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You take your top prospects and use them Have to recruit them the other yeah, top sure. prospects. Yep. It's going to be the same thing here. Somebody's just going to get smart and LeBron this thing. They will. And that's, to me, 
That's what scares me the most. Because, look, people say you already have super teams. You could call Bama a super team. You could call Georgia a super team. They really have been. So to me, the question is, is somebody going to do it outside of the realm of the super teams that we have seen? I don't know. The problem that you have is when the already super teams get even more supercharged by adding guys like Eli. And you know what? It's not their fault. No. I'd do it too. What's the goal of a coach? To get the best players and coach them up and win. That's what it is. That's what it is. The same people pissed off at Prime for getting Travis Hunter. Be better at your job. Yeah. Be better at your job. Everybody can recruit somebody. Everybody can recruit somebody. It's a great question. Give me another one. All right, we got uh, a comment here from Joel Potter to send a question. But Harry's I wanted to brother. Get this it's good across. to see him. Yeah, I know. I hope he's been doing good. Tell me, found an interest of uh, Guy Don uh, Guy Don Alley. Diagon Alley. Diagon Goodness Alley. gracious, you're right. in a seizure. He graduated. He said, "I'm graduating A&M this week." Congratulations, first of all, Joel. Congrats, we love Jimbo, man. but we need double-digit wins. Thank you. Or that seat will defrost just a little bit. That's exact. That is exactly what I just said. Number one, congratulations Congrats, on graduating, man, my friend. Sure. I'll tell you, like Congrats, I used to tell man. my players, they can never take that degree away nope. from you. They can take a lot from you. They can never take it away from you. All right, one more, Blaine. We're going to get to right, James. We got a question from JJ, a.k.a. Joshua Jones. All right, hashtag Ask J-Boy. Does Dan Mullen have a future coaching in college football <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to read the next part of it. Okay. I'm very interested to see. No, I want to go back and yeah, look. Yeah, for sure. Look, I've said this. Will Dan Mullen coach in college again? Maybe. Is he, the, is he a better fit for the NFL or college? It's the NFL. I think if he was going to come back to college, you'd have probably already seen him by now. To you me, think, I think so? I think something would have shook. Okay. While, while, look at how much movement. Coaches see movement. Mm-hmm. Talk about it all the time. It's probably the word that gets used the most. Look at all this movement because what does movement create? openings and yep. raises the price yeah that's what we saw once the market starts to, to play itself and you see when the market is the hottest that's typically when you strike or at least you throw your name in there where have we heard dan mullen's name you don't think this is a sit out a year be an analyst for fox come back next year situation? i think this is a sit out wait for the nfl season yeah, to be over is what too. i think yeah. i saw i saw him i can't remember what what station was, but it's on a Saturday. Man, he's good. Dan's good. Look, good. the mic in front. It's, oh, it really? doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. You know, not putting him in charge of something I think is different, but having him, you know, kind of as a sidekick. But I think Dan is waiting for the NFL season to be over, or you know, what they call it, Black Monday, whatever, mm-hmm. when all the coaches get yeah. fired, whatever. I think you will start seeing Dan Mullen's name then. Now here's the big problem: Urban's not in Jacksonville anymore. Yep. Urban's not. So that, to me, takes a big slice of the pie of what he was looking at on the dinner table away from him in the NFL. So we'll see. I do know he's very respected as an offensive mind, so we'll see that. But speaking of a respected mind, let's get James Crepe in here uh, talking about Bo Nix from the Oregonian Fox Sports Eugene. Oregon fans, enjoy your meal. All right, with all the big Ducks news, Bo Nix transferring to Oregon. We tried to get Gordon Bombay. He wasn't available, so we got the next best guy. James uh, Crepia, I did say that right. I asked uh, uh, before the show and we started. But, James, I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, the Oregonian, Fox Sports, Eugene, you're tapped in. And, and you've been down uh, in the SEC country a little bit, too, before you went out there. Yeah, it's kind of funny how the world works and, and how life works, where I, I covered Bo Nix's recruitment to Auburn when I was covering Auburn for six years. Uh, and then I – left in September of 18 to come out here to Oregon and cover the Ducks. And uh, now it's kind of coming full circle where, you know, covered Bo Nix's recruitment, covered his first game in college uh, against the Ducks. And now uh, it seems like he's following me out here. <laughs> so Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's the matrix. It's been a lot of fun, but uh, kind of ironic, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the matrix. I think we've all figured it out. Just question red pill or blue pill, but that's for everybody to make their own decision. James, first off, right when you heard it, what was your initial reaction? I mean, were, were you very surprised? Was it something maybe that you had been hearing bubbling up, or, or did it kind of come out of the blue? Yeah, I'd kind of been hearing a little bit of murmurings that this could certainly be 
uh, a potential destination for Bonex. And uh, look, it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Uh, for one, like everything that he said on your show last week about out, you know, they don't really have a quarterback and looking for those things. Well, Oregon has three young quarterbacks. They just don't have a lot of game experience. So in terms of returning starter, no, they don't have that. Anthony Brown Jr. is finishing up his college career here in the Alamo Bowl. So they don't have a returning starter, but they have three really talented young quarterbacks who they feel good about. The old staff felt good about, and I'm sure, frankly, the new staff, Dan Lanning and company, probably feel good about too. But when you're Bo Nix and you're looking for an opportunity, well, one of your offensive coordinators in Kenny Dillingham is now here. And he's looking for a degree of comfort as well and somebody who knows the offense. And, you know, he's going to be installing an offense with those three quarterbacks plus Bo Nix. Well, having somebody with veteran experience, which Oregon didn't have, and game experience, which Bo has, you know, in spades with 30-plus starts to his career, combined with familiarity with the offense, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It fits pretty well, obviously. Uh, Is that the only thing? Of course not. Uh, But, you know, those factors obviously play into it, and I think that's why I think it makes a degree of sense, and that's why I was hearing a little bit of murmurings late last week that, yeah, this was definitely a possibility. Yeah, and and another great stroke of irony, the first time that Bo Nix will have the same coordinator for more than one year will be when he transfers from Auburn. I think that is a microcosm of everything that is going on uh, right now. But you mentioned the Kenny Dillingham connection. That's one that's obviously, you know, very prevalent there and makes it easier. With those three young quarterbacks, and James, you know this, you've been covering the sport like I do, you don't bring in transfers and JUCO guys to sit the bench. This has to be something where Bo Nix has to be the leader in the clubhouse right now, or I don't think he would have uh, taken the job. You would think that, and certainly that's been uh, a reaction from part of the Oregon fan base is that, oh, here comes this transfer and he's going to come in and, uh, you know, they're basically anointing him as the at least favorite uh, to be the starter for the, to start the 2022 season. And maybe he is. And, and you're right, Jake, to a point of, you know, transfers don't come in to sit on the bench. You're right. I mean, that's if you were in their shoes, why would you yeah. take the same approach? So, yeah, you understand it. Having said that, is it a foregone conclusion? I mean – Again, I, I don't need to look very far back. I dealt with this at Auburn. John Franklin III came in as a junior college transfer. He didn't win the starting job. So it happened there. It's happened at other places where transfer quarterbacks come in and don't get it. Another SEC quarterback who went out to the Pac-12 last year, Jarek Arantano. He's a cannon for an arm. He can throw really, really far. Obviously had his struggles at Tennessee. Opened up the season. Got hurt in the in spring game for Washington State. But open up the season, he was the guy, and then Jaden Delora took back over. So it's not a foregone conclusion that just because either they have the game experience or familiarity with an offense or whatever the case is, that just, hey, therefore, he's the starter and it's, there's no yeah. competition. And they've got three talented guys. One of them in Ty Thompson has been the backup all season where he was the highest-rated high school quarterback recruit that Oregon's ever had. Talented yeah. player. Yeah, and, and it's true. And uh, that experience factor, though, at the end of the day, we always said it's the attribute you have to earn. You can't be taught. Experience is its own thing. You mentioned the fan base, James. Uh, and and to me, you know, I don't have my finger on the pulse like you do there. What has been the, the fan base reaction? Has it been mostly positive? Has it been even? Has it been mostly negative? Kind of what's your feeling on the fan base's reaction? Well, and jumping in a little bit of the Twitter spaces last night, uh, this new medium that we have to, uh, <laughs> to tally with. Um you, can't, you know, it, it's, it's been fun, but at the same time, you get the, uh, the total smorgasbord. So there's definitely, I, I'd say, and certainly don't want to speak on behalf of the fans, but just I can speak to what I heard uh, from fans last night. It's a mix. But as a whole, at the very least, a lot of people are viewing it as, hey, 
they have at the very least the safety net. They have that experienced guy who's played in this offense uh, for what Kenny Dillingham wants to do, and he has the game experience and all that. They've basically set the quote-unquote floor for what their quarterback play will be next season. That's how most of the fan base is looking at it. There is an element of the fan base who – some in the Oregon fan base who absolutely only want one of their guys. Uh, They don't want to keep hearing about everybody coming from the SEC out to Oregon in order to make things better. That's a perception out here. I'm just – I'm just the messenger. I didn't really know that. I didn't know that was a perception. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a real thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It, it, I think it's gotten exacerbated by the fact that they've had the last two head coaches leave for jobs in the Southeast. Obviously not both in the SEC. They're both in the ACC, but both in Florida. Uh, under True. different circumstances and whatnot, but that's that's an element of it. Now, having yeah. said that, there's also a other perfectly normal and rational portion of the fan base, and not saying the other portion is not rational and normal either, who just says, get the best players. We don't care where they're from. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the SEC. And, and who cares? Yeah, look yeah. at the SEC. They brought Joe Burrow in and, and Jamison Williams from Ohio State. I don't think I've ever heard anybody in the SEC be like, no, we don't want this transfer from here. They just want the best players and want to win at the end of the day. They don't care if it's from Anchorage, Alaska, Nepal, or Denver. They don't care where they're from as long as they get them. But my last question here for you, James, really appreciate you joining us. Do a great job with the Oregonian Fox Sports Eugene as well. Dan Lanning, you like the hire? Yeah, as a whole. I mean, look, I, I know that – Again, for, for the fan bases out here, when you talk about things like being a Broyles Award finalist or in the case of landing a two-time Broyles Award finalist, you know, for those of us who, who obviously, you, you, Jake Bates in the SEC, and for those down there who are used to seeing SEC coaches up for that and other coaches from around the country as well, but the Pac-12 hasn't had a lot of Broyles finalists the last decade or so. So yeah. you have to remind people, like, that that puts you on a fast what is track. That? For That's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing, and people in the industry actually respect it and what have mm-hmm. you. So is it a sitting head coach? No. Uh, but at the same time, given the timing of when Oregon was searching for a head coach, there weren't a lot of head coaches to be poached. If you start crossing off the list of the guys who are just absolutely not leaving, or guys like Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley who just left, and the guys who succeeded them where obviously they're not, you know, they're not leaving where they just got to, you start crossing off names, it's like, well, if you're looking for somebody who's got a quote-unquote top 10 kind of experience, top 15 sort of experience, there weren't anybody who fit the criteria from a sitting head coach standpoint. So then you look to top assistants, and Lanning is a play-calling defensive coordinator for the number one defense in the country each of the last basically three years. Yeah, that's at or near the top of the list. So, you know, does it fit in a lot of ways? Yeah. Does he obviously have the recruiting acumen also to do it? Yeah. I think it just rattles some people here again because it's they just like Miami got their guy with Mario, certain portions of the Oregon alumni base and fan base want to have the feeling of, their guy and it's easy to want it's harder to achieve and you have to have one of your guys who's achieving like some of these other guys are and frankly there's also like i told you perfectly other side of the fan base it just says i don't care where you're from win a damn championship yeah just when was chip was chip kelly their guy there was an element that wanted chip there was an element that wanted justin wilcox Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand cook, test results, and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Cal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. But, James, great stuff, man. i got to have you on again, brother. It's the first time we've had you. Won't be the last. The Oregonian Fox Sports, Eugene. Did I miss anything there? Is there anywhere else uh, they can find your work? Um, well, the, the growing element of Twitter space is, Jake. Oh, of course, there <laughs> we go, been, yeah. Been fun, what is but, that? <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. And uh, you do great work also. appreciate following the show. appreciate you having me on. Um, look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Definitely, James. Well, coming from you, that means a lot, my friend. Be safe out there. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Hey man, can Tulsa or or ODU score here? I mean, what what is this? <laughs> there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse with teams coming out, starting off in the first quarter, just rolling, right? We're rolling, boom, boom, points, points, you just, points. Well, it's and amazing. Then you forget. You know what that's called? The script. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Then you get off the script and you find out who can really do it. 
Everybody, like NCAA, you go into NCAA or Madden with your list of plays, what are you going to do when they're not working? What are you going to do? And right now, whatever they're doing on offense ain't not working. The bag's not deep enough. Number one, Tulsa, or if I'm ODU, why you keep throwing the ball to number 80? He's gotten punked more times than somebody on Ashton He's not Kuchar going up show. and getting it, no. that's for sure. You're that big, man. If you they don't be, score again, I'm going to change that's my pick the stuff that before upsets we get me. the picks. You like know? big guys that don't play big. Like, man. You know how lucky you are to be that big? Anyways, but I can get to the Booster Club. What's up? Yeah, we got a $5 donation Ooh. from Scotty Boy. All right, hashtag Scotty Boy. How does having a full month of prep between championship weekend and the playoff semifinal affect the product on the field? It does. Good question. Um, it's just like anything. If you do something continuously and then take a month off of it, you will be a little bit rusty when you come back. See, that's that's the trick in this whole thing. How can you keep everything the same to where it doesn't feel like it's that big of a jump? And, you know, I had Bryce Young. We talked to him the other day and I asked him, and he's like, look, you know, it's it's you, you want it. Like, you, you almost start fiending for it a little bit because, again, that game speed, that game feel, you cannot replicate it in practice. So the trick is how can you transition your team after you've played basically every weekend, practiced basically every day. I know you have the bye weeks. I understand that. But most days in a, in a row you're doing football stuff. Then now all of a sudden the schedule changes. Mm-hmm. The routine changes. We hear about the process. But who can embrace that new routine a little bit? And different coaches have a different way to work it. But it affects the product and typically negatively. And I think that it increases opt out too. If you just played a bowl game the week after your conference championship, I think more of these guys would just stay with the yeah, schedule. Yeah, not playoff play game, not championship games, obviously. No, no, but I'm just saying if you yeah. play, if you if, like the next, if your next game was right after the conference championship, say say like Kenny Pickett, right? You, maybe you just play that game. Yeah. But taking a month off now, and another thing to think about is with the administration, this is technically another semester. So for guys whose grades were on the borderline, yep. a lot of them can't play in the bowl game. Yeah, we'll you know, see, that's post, one thing. Post-finals. Joey Jones, our head coach Seth let me say it all the time. He's like, guys, listen, we're in week eight. If you think you're going to slip on these grades and we're, we're bowl eligible and you're going to play, mm-hmm. you're not. Yep. You're not. So there's a lot that goes into it. And then you worry about your guys. Because, again, as good as they can be off the field, you're always worried about something happening. Scooter accident. Somebody gets Slipping on them. a boat. Slipping on a boat. Or what we call the miles. But anyway, Blaine, we've had some really good questions. I think Jeff Gutterson had a great question. Yes, Jeff Gutterson. He says, hey, Jake, in capitals. So I just wanted to make sure I got that right. (laughs) I wonder if two teams were winless. How about a bowl game for them, and what would you call that Mm. bowl game? Easy answer. The Flint, Michigan (laughs) Mega Bowl. Fourth place. Not even fourth place. Doesn't matter. Last place. The Flint. Michigan Mega What's Bowl. What's the award Jeff? they give for not the, the opposite of the Oscars, the Razzies? It'd be sponsored the by the yeah. Razzie Flip Michigan or, Mega Bowl. Or like they do in the draft, the last guy that gets drafted is Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, Why can't yeah. it be the Mr. Irrelevant Bowl brought to you by Sprite? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so much brought to you by Bar Taco, the, the Mr. Irrelevant Bowl. Mm. I don't know. I think that'd be a great name. A lot what of good ideas. A lot of good ideas. Look, the chat. I'm loving the question, the mm. diversity, and the and the the, the on a veracity level. of the questions yeah. right now. Okay. All right. We got a question here from apparently your backwards hat. I All saw right. that guy on Twitter. Now I want to say this about him. Wait, hold on. What is he? But some guy made a Twitter and look. I don't care. The J Boy backwards hat Twitter account. I love he it. He said full SEC bias. Number one, there is no SEC bias, but we do think the SEC is the best conference in. The world in college football. I don't think that's arguable. But then he started labeling like what teams we like the most. It was like Auburn one, Arkansas two, 
LSU three. It's like, bro, like we hit everybody. That but that, if you go back and look, I saw when he made this. When you go back and look at our guests, guess which team, two teams, lead in the amount of of guest appearances on the J Boy Show. Um, Alabama. I and um, okay, guests include like players. Yes. Okay. Guests. Georgia have to be up there. Georgia. Okay. Okay, Alabama's not one of them? No, it's Georgia Arkansas. and Auburn? Florida. Florida. Georgia Florida and Florida. Hmm. If you go back and look. So, fix the bio or not? I don't care. It's free country neutral. Renew. But ask me the question. I'm glad you're in the chat, bud. Try to right, think yeah, who got, that would be. Yeah, I'll find out. Uh, hashtag Ask Boy. Out of eight bowl games that have been played so far, we have five underdogs either winning outright mm-hmm. or covering the spread. Do you see this pattern pattern continuing? Yeah. I mean, look, most of the time, guys, too, in bowl games, some of these underdogs or these lower-ranked teams are, are so much happier to be there than some of the other ones. Now, there's different. Are you looking right now? I mean, Old Dominions, you know, what is that, six and Are these two six and six teams? Yep. Yeah, two six and six teams. And think about it, guys. Tulsa had to win, what, their last three to get in? Old Dominion started, what, one and four? So some of these bowl games mean a lot more than the other teams. And then you, you look at some bowl games where a team, look at Baylor, not saying they won't show up or it's not great they're in a New Year's Six Bowl, or Oklahoma State, I'm sorry. Uh, Oklahoma State had a chance to make the playoff, Beyond in my opinion. Playoff, yep. And you were one inch away. Yep. How pumped are you for this one? That's a good like, question. Stuff like that. So it, it varies on the bowl. That's why I, I get so excited about looking at the bowl matchups when they get announced. And that's a great question. Which bowl, guys, this week, I'm talking about this week, do you find to be the most interesting? Mm. I like the uh, San Diego State-UTSA. That's going to be a great yeah. game, man. I, re- I mean, Lo- San Diego I State like left them down in the conference championship, yeah. but I think Coach Hoke's going to have them ready. I got you. I like UCF and Florida for the reason I talked about Tasty. on the show. Just because, number one, it's a lose-lose for Florida. It really is. Mm-hmm. Billy couldn't have got a worse draw for this. But UCF, Gus Malzahn, you want a chance. Haven't had a stellar year down there. Gabriel got hurt. I understand that. But you win this one. Now you look about recruiting and you're going Power 5? And you're going to the Big 12? Now you can go all the recruits and say, listen, y'all think Florida's a state school? Name only. In name only. You get your shot at him. That's why you don't see Bama playing UAB. You don't see Auburn, you know, playing UAB, Troy, teams like that. You got nothing to gain. So for these so, coaches who come in at the beginning of December and now yeah. there's a bowl game, like how involved are they here in, in, for this bowl game? Well, listen, they are going – people are going to act like they're very involved. They are okay. going to be held to account on what happens in the bowl games by probably 65 70% of the fan base because they don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Billy coached in his championship game yep. in the conference. Mm-hmm. So he was even behind other coaches that were already there. Okay. Doesn't mean you're not calling recruits or whatever. But to me, if you're a Florida fan and they lose, don't freak out. Don't panic. It's going to suck for a little bit. You're going to nah, this, that, and the other. But then you go ball next year or two years after this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But they're on the sidelines. Matter. They're 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 calling plays maybe. Like, I, what's well, the from deal? an involvement do they standpoint, sit out? do they sit out? To me, I would kind of sit back. Yeah. And, again, it depends on who – left from that staff and who you retained Mm -hmm. from that previous staff because who's in place you got to have a guy that can call the plays you got to have a guy that can call the defense you got to have a guy that can get special teams ready on the sideline and and make the transitions happen so it just it depends where you go but i think billy will be a little more involved than what people think in this case especially since it's against ucf like to me if i'm billy i'm like man like i'm gonna have my hands on this one a little bit because this we need to win this one okay yeah perception-wise, what else we got? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and get my bowl game. Missouri. Oh, my bad, dog. You're good. Missouri versus Army. Look, right. that's Missouri another one. Missouri, I just want to – I'm so interested to see what happens because the complete opposites going at each other. Missouri couldn't stop anybody throughout the entire years between the tackles, especially running the ball. Army, what do they do? 
Yeah, triple it's out. the they triple. Run, they just run it. So Army's just, a four-point favorite. Just, this is, yeah, I believe so. This is <sighs> one of those games you just like. You just want to see, right? You just, you realistically, you just want to see. Well, I almost feel, I almost feel, to me, like Missouri has to score almost every possession. I don't think they're gonna stop Army. Really, I, I think don't think they, they can stop them. What are they gonna do? Grow some players? Mm. They're just gonna go find some. But enough to score every possession they look, need to? I don't look, because Army's going to, listen, Arm, what does Army do? They limit your possessions. Yeah. I'm not saying that Army's oh, going to be yeah. hitting on 80-yard touchdowns the whole game. What sure. I'm saying is they are going to eat most of the clock, mm-hmm. therefore cutting down your possessions, and they are going to score against your defense. So you may get seven, eight, nine possessions. Army starts rolling it up. You get in the 35 and 42 range, unless you get a score on defense or special teams, you've almost got to score it. That's what scares you about these triple option teams. Because they can eat 11 minutes off in a 10-play drive. They're not in empty spitting it out. And, oh, there's an incompletion. There's an incompletion. Stop the clock. Oh, there's a 30-yard gain. He got out of bounds. Stop the clock for a little bit. They are running the fullback dive, the the your normal triple, your shuffle, your load, your uh, – uh, I mean, they're running reverses, you know, reverse option off of it. So, again, it, it's moving parts. But I think Missouri may have to score on, on every drive. I, I really – because I don't believe in yeah. them on defense. I don't believe in them on defense. What else? All right, we had a question here from Justin Decker. What's up, Justin? Mm, Justin always comes Jay Boy, do you think D. Davis gets some reps versus Houston in the bowl game? It's not going to burn your shirt. Mm-hmm. It's not going to burn your shirt. And that's the biggest thing. I though. mean, and look, T.J. Finley hasn't proven anything. He's proven he can take the snap. But he hasn't shown you that he is the guy going forward. So I feel like it's going to be an open competition because, again, what the bowl games give you guys, and some people are like, why would you even play in the Birmingham Bowl? It's like getting another spring. Number one, you have new guys coming in that you can see and practice and be like, we know that guy is going to be able to help us. But for your young guys, the D. Davises, the Lee Hunters, the young guys you have on that team, it is invaluable practice time. It's invaluable practice time. So I think you'll see a lot of young guys get a chance. I just saw, I think, Houston's best DB opted out as well but we should see d davis i think d davis should have as good as a shot as anybody and now with the reports of keaton slovis maybe going to pittsburgh i said someone would go to pittsburgh i mean if he does that i know auburn wanted him i know auburn I wanted him. Would look be at, slovis, they, i think they've got to get a guy from the portal they've got to get a guy from the portal yeah right i mean, I mean it, at, the, at the end of the day i feel like clemson kind of needs to as well are they not going are they not going to get a portal look, guy? you can't put all your eggs in the, in the dj basket He's already shown you. I know. He's already shown you. What else we got, Mine? All right, we got a question here from Dakota Faulkner, hashtag SJBoy. What are your five, top five favorite rappers? Wow, top five favorite rappers. Uh, when it comes to music, as I'm watching Tulsa not do anything, when it comes to music, I'm kind of like I am with food. If I like it, I like it. I'm not a one-genre guy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to have to rank the rappers, one, give me Drizzy Drake Ryder, number one. Give me Wheezy, two. Mm. Give me Kanye, three. Give me Boosie, four. Wow. Give me Gucci, five. That's the five, Dakota. There you go. Write them down. Beautiful. And I did quote Gucci earlier with the Gilbert Arenas line. Classic. Absolutely classic. step in the arena like Gilbert Arenas. I'm not going to finish this chorus. (laughs) 
Go ahead. All right. We got a question. We got a couple things. I'll go ahead. J Boys Backwards Hat wanted to clarify this. He said, at Blaine, that's me. I just want to clarify that those are my biases, oh, not y'all's. Gotcha. Okay, so you Number wanna... one, appreciate the love. And look, the Backwards Hat's giving you a shout out right now. It's got a mind of its own. It's yes. kind of like when people give their, their mustache a <laughs> handle. But no, listen, totally understand it. And I love the way you did the 1B, too. Because I was looking at that, and it made me go back and be like, I want to count up the guests because I haven't done it in a while, and I wanted to see. And I was surprised by the Florida thing. But no, we appreciate the love, my friend. All right, we've got a question here. From Pretty Kyle cool. Kennedy, what's up, Cal? Yeah. If there was a J-Boy Show bowl game, where could you set a matchup of any two teams that are not in the playoff and no players out opting out, what two teams would it be? And where? Number one, <laughs> it's going to be the Lake Martin. The Lake Martin Slough Bowl. That's where we're setting it. We're going to set it. We're going to put a floating field yes, on the I middle like of Lake Martin, and you everybody can drive their boats up. No tickets. You're just driving your boat up. I'm already ready. Now we got to have lakes out there. The field, is it? will it shake if it's that heavy? I don't know. You've got to make it pretty big. Maybe a barge. you got to run some tests We first. get a barge. It'll be the Lake Martin <laughs> Slough Bowl, and the two teams with no opt-outs that aren't in the playoff that I want, give me, because we're trying to make money, give me Notre Dame. <laughs> Give me Notre Dame and Bishop Sycamore. No, I'm just kidding. Give me Notre Dame and give me you know what? Give LSU. Me a, give me A and M. Notre Dame versus A and M. Notre no, Dame. Uh, remember, no opt outs. No opt outs. Give me Notre Dame. How about Notre Dame and A&M? LSU? Brian Kelly. Ooh. Little situation there. See now you're. Then that begs the question we asked pri- uh, prior. So we got my what two. What is so his involvement? Does Brian Kelly sit out, or does he maybe? I think it depends on how the game goes. <laughs> you know, <what laughs> shows up want. in the third quarter. If they're, that's up, I would want. If they're up, remember I think that time you'll Brian Kelly showed up in third quarter and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl. That is hilarious. Do you? It's like you remember the time Bobby caught that interception and ran with his pants down, bare ass. Huh? Do you? What else we got, Blaine? <laughs> he shows up on the fan boat. I love it. All right, we got a question here from Dakota Faulkner. Hashtag Ask Jay, but what head coach could you most see being a high school principal? Oh. <laughs> Butch Jones? Really? Mm. Butch Jones. Yeah, he's like, listen, good. you get the tubas off the field or else I'm calling it's the, the superintendent. It it's, it's Butch right? Jones. It's got to be Brian. It's 100% it's Brian Butch Jones. Lane Kiffin. You know, you know who? Yeah. <laughs> Lane, no, yeah. Lane's, Lane's a yeah, <laughs> substitute teacher to Man, football coach. Lane yeah, Lane's the substitute teacher they had to hire as <laughs> the sub just would, to coach He football. would only be there one year That's for exactly sure. That's exactly right. Oh, who else, man? I'm thinking, who else would be a good principal? The Our, school board would say, Lane, else? we've had had some complaints. Can you imagine Dana Holgerson? It's like walking in with his hair like that. It'd be a fun school. Like science, what is that? Who else, Blaine? I know you're thinking over there. Who you got? That would be, are yeah. we saying would be a good one or like looks like uh, a principal? Venables. No. He could for sure. Dabo looks like a principal. Dabo. 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 I think Dabo. Right? Drinkowitz. Drinkowitz, for, for sure. sure. He looks like he's the principal of some school in Mississippi already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even DJ Barber said he's coach drinking. We're my mouthing. We're my mouthing. It's for sure. All right, drink. last question. We're going to wrap it up. All right, Tino, hashtag Ask Jabber, best position coaches in the conference. In SEC? Yes. Man, there's some guys that left now. Um, give me... Looking around, scanning, scanning. 
give me that, that are left in the conference now. I like DJ Durkin at Ole Miss, or position coaches. Yes. Corey Raymond, Florida. I think he's a really good one. Matt Luke. Georgia's offensive line coach, unbelievable coach. Rodney Garner, Tennessee's defensive line coach, even though a lot of Auburn fans will be like, no, look at what he just did in recruiting. He got pissed off and got back in his bag. You know, pun intended, maybe. Uh, you know, looking around the rest of the conference, Kendall Bryles. Hey, our boy Zach Etheridge. Our boy Zach Etheridge. Zach Etheridge. Z.E. doing his thing. So there's a but Look, there's so many good position coaches in the SEC. If I want to sit here and rank them, it would take forever. But if you're ranking shows, the J-Boy Show better be number one. <laughs> we appreciate you guys, Booster Club. Another Another great day. It's a Monday. Come on, Tulsa. Come on, Old Dominion. I got him. Blaine's got the over. Wait, do we have some picks? Hold on. I don't think, no, with the next oh, game. Oh, no, no, we no, were no. going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to so say, so, so Tulsa and Old Dominion, did they kick a field goal before half? 17-10 at halftime. 17-10, okay. Oh, Blaine's right on pace, 27 times 2 I don't want everybody, if you are listening to the show, guys, it's 54 flat. Right. You that, got it at 54. It's 54 off FanDuel. Yeah, yeah you got it at 54 off FanDuel. Yeah. It was literally sitting there before we put it out. ODU? ODU 22 and a half flat. Let's score 13 points, guys. <laughs> 22 and a half flat. Like the Earth, Looking right? Good. 100% flat. Did there. All right, man. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Turn those notifications on. Got a great show for you tomorrow. And until then, we are going, going. Gone. The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn. Associate producer, Blaine Crane. Audio engineer, Faison Sharif. Executive producers, Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn. Voiceover announcer, Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. When the Water Cooler with The J-Boy Show. The Volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.